Hi everyone, welcome to the Trudy Myrtle podcast. I'm Libby and this is episode 11. If you are jumping on board for the first time, welcome. This is my very first just audio podcast. So um, if you're interested in seeing what I've done before, I've done a whole bunch of video podcasts. And if you go back to YouTube, you can find them. Um, There are 10 up, up until now. So I've recently decided to make the move over to just audio after lots of requests for audio version of my podcast and more podcasts. So I explained in my last one uh, sort of my reasons behind doing it and I'm really pleased that so many of you are pleased and are coming over to find me. So for those of you who have been around a long time, yay, it's so nice to have you here and I'm just really excited about what we've got in store. Some of you were really sad to say goodbye to the video and I am so sorry. I know what it's like when you really enjoy something and you don't want to let it go. Um, The old videos are still there. I'm going to play around. I'll see how this goes and who knows. I'll probably do some more video in the future. I might experiment with Periscope. Um, I probably will pop back and do a video one every now and then but I'm just going to have an experiment and see how this works for me. At the moment my plan is to record two episodes a month so once a fortnight it might end up being more in a month if there are lots of weeks so I'm going to record on Fridays every second Friday. So it's Friday in New Zealand. We're ahead of everyone else so actually in some parts of the world you might get this on Thursday if I um, am able to upload it and get it to you all on the same day which I am hoping to do. So yeah that's what we're going to do audio podcast thank you for joining me um there's lots of places you can find the audio podcast every time i will put a link on my blog which is uh, trudymertle.com my blog is there and you will find a link to the audio version so you can actually listen to it in your computer if you like because i'll have a button just to play it there you can also find it on itunes It's now on Stitcher Radio. There's something called Podcast Radio, which I know can access it too. It seems that a lot of the podcast apps um, automatically will link to it. So if you're having trouble finding the Trudy Myrtle podcast on your podcast app, just drop me a line at Trudy Myrtle. um, Send it to me at my email, trudymyrtle at gmail.com and let me know and I'll look into it for you and see if we can make sure that it's available everywhere. But at the moment, the main places are the blog and iTunes. I know Stitcher has it. I will put a link on the Ravelry group, um, the Truly Myrtle Ravelry group on Ravelry. So if you're not already a member, hop over and join in. It's a really lovely group to be part of. So we can. there's lots of chatter. We have knit-alongs. Uh, it's a good place to ask questions about patterns because there'll always be someone around to help you answer them, even if I'm asleep. Um, so I will put a link there too. If there's anywhere else you want to see it, just just give me a yell. Right, what have I got to talk to you about today? I actually have quite a few things to talk to me uh, talk to you about. I've done some knitting. I've got some designs that are kind of wriggling their way to the surface. I've been doing a bit of sewing, and I've even started pottery. Can you believe it? I had a little bit of a break because I was getting quite tired, so I thought I just needed to experiment in some other creative, um, you know, fun. So I had a bit of a break and I've been going to pottery with a friend of mine and learning how to throw clay on a wheel, which has been really, really frustrating (laughs) and fun 
I'm I'm really not a natural on the uh, wheel. I well, for a start, I didn't have any idea what I was doing. I've never done anything before. I couldn't get into a class. It's really hard to get into the classes that I'm wanting to do. So instead, I've joined as a member of the um, a pottery collective. Uh, not far from, well actually it is quite far from me, it's about half an hour, but it's in town, I'm out in the country. So I, uh, my friend and I go on Wednesday afternoons and you can just use all the facilities for free. So we thought we'd have a go on the wheel, which is what I really wanted to try, pottery on the wheel. So the first day we just didn't have a clue and everybody looked at us like we were crazy and actually on reflection maybe we were, but I do like to just jump in and have a go. Anyway, I was hopeless. I couldn't center my clay. I couldn't do anything. I, I kind of made a vague bowl, but it warped off into nothing. So I came home and watched a whole lot of YouTube videos. And that was really good, actually. It's a YouTube is amazing, isn't it, for learning new skills. So um, I watched a few YouTube videos on how to center your clay and how to make a bowl. And the following week, I went back and tried to put some of it into practice and I was oh, I was kind of successful. I did make three things. I made two little plates and a bowl. Now, I have to say that when I start, I don't know what I'm actually going to make. I have not, not got any level of skill that will let me know, that will let me think, okay, I want to make a bowl and I'll make a bowl. I just have to just try something and if it turns out to be a bowl, that's great. But two of mine turned out to be plates uh, and only one turned out to be a bowl that time. So I certainly have a long way to go. Anyway, I brought them home and one of them has cracked. It was obviously a bit thin at the bottom, so it was hard to get off. I posted some a uh, picture of them on my Instagram feed. So if you're curious, go and have a little poke around there and you'll find some pictures. They're not really much to look at yet. Um, so yeah, it was really fun trying another creative outlet. And I've decided I'm going to try and do that a little more often because it just, yeah, it's good to do something different every now and then. Do you do other things? Let me know. What other things do you like to do on the side of whatever else that you do mostly? A lot of you I know will be knitters. And I have heard that a few of you are experimenting with sewing, which is really cool. Uh, but are there other things? Maybe there's something else I should try too. I'm always open to ideas. So at the moment, I'm playing around with pottery and it's really fun. So, have you played around with pottery? Maybe you've got some tips for me that will help me next time when I um when I go down. I think I have to miss a couple of weeks because of kids' sports at school on Wednesdays, but I'll be back in, into my Wednesday groove in a couple of weeks. Now, I wanted to read you a letter. I sort of skipped around, didn't I? I started talking about pottery. I had a letter to read you that someone wrote to me um, about my disappearing of my video podcast and um, it was really sweet and I wanted to read it to you out loud so that you could all have a good chuckle with me. So Shirley wrote to me um, just the other day and I asked her if I could read her letter and she said it was fine. So she said, hi Libby, I just wanted to share with you the way you have altered my checkbook. Ha ha. I found your podcast last Friday and loved it. So Friday and Saturday, I watched them all. And while, while watching, I bought two of your shawl patterns, two patterns for sweaters you have made. They were my Grace and the Audrey cardigan I've made. The Crafty Knit Class, two Alabama Channon books, numbers three and four, knit fabric from Walmart and thread 
knit fabric from fabric.com sorry and thread from walmart you had quite an impact on my weekend when i saw your last episode i felt sad since i loved them all so much and then i came to my senses and realized my checkbook will be grateful so thanks for sharing all of your treasures I thought that was really funny. So that was from Shirley. Thank you, Shirley, for writing to me. Um, yes, I can imagine a few of you might be pleased not to see everything that I'm talking about. And you won't have to rush off and buy them because I have heard from various people that when I do mention things, sometimes you do go and buy them. So I need to be careful, don't I? I do only tell you about the things I truly love. So it's all safe. Trust me. Uh, right, so I thought I'd tell you each time I record, seeing as you can't see me, what I am wearing. Because you know I love handmade clothes and my whole thing that I really love the most is handmade outfits. I love making a whole outfit and putting them together and I thought it would be nice to, rather than show you because you can't see, there's no video, but I would tell you what I'm wearing. So today I'm all handmade on my top half. I have... Um, a navy t-shirt that I made a while ago. I do like wearing t-shirts. They're really comfy. And I made a really dark French navy t-shirt a while ago with a nice scoop neck, which I really like. So I'm wearing that. And over the top, because it's still not that hot here, it's still thinking about getting hot, um, I'm, I'm wearing my Audrey cardigan, uh, which is a four-ply or a fingering weight cardigan. Audrey um, is a cardigan I've had for a while, and I absolutely love it. It's in a caramel colour. And the pattern is from Gudrun, and her name's gone out of my head, so I'll have to put it in the show notes. I will have show notes, both on iTunes and on um, on my blog, so you can go and hunt it out. But anyway, Gudrun um, designed the pattern for Audrey, and I've had it for quite a while, and I love it. I made it a few years ago when I was creating all the outfits for my blog series, and I really, truly, deeply need more fingering cardigans. It is becoming apparent to me that I... I need them, I need more than two. I've only got two at the moment, which isn't great. So I really do need some more. I think what happened was last winter in New Zealand, um, it was it was really, really cold. Not the one that we've just had, but the year before. And I think we quickly got cold and then quickly got hot. I think summer had started by now and it was quickly hot. So I went from wearing very big, chunky jumpers and sweaters and cardies two summery clothes and I all the cardigans that I was wearing in the UK my light four ply cardigans or fingering white cardigans were pretty redundant and I was thinking oh no I'm going to have to change my whole wardrobe and that started me off on this big sort of run of making chunky cardigans so I've made um, a few cardigans for myself that are lovely and chunky and warm that I wear all winter that I wore them this winter that's just been and I didn't make any more lightweight cardigans because I thought I wouldn't really need them. And this summer is very slow to get started and that's all I'm wearing. I've, I, it's too hot for my big chunky ones unless it's a really cool evening. And now I'm wanting to wear more fingering weight cardigans and uh, I've only got two and they're looking quite shabby. They really are. My Grace cardigan's looking quite shabby. So I need to make some more. But I really want to design some. So I'm in a bit of a dilemma. I think I'll have to design some. So anyway, that's what I'm wearing today. I'm also wearing a new necklace that I just made, which I love, and I keep wearing it over and over. Um, it's th it's made with three, it took me about five minutes, let me tell you. It's three um, ceramic beads in a really beautiful light uh, sort of bird's egg blue. You know that really beautiful light tealy blue? Um, and they're threaded onto a leather, a cream or caramel coloured 
leather cord and I have it quite low hung on my chest with a nice big knot at the back and in fact someone at school today thought I had a bit of straw on my back and it wasn't a bit of straw she was embarrassed but I wasn't embarrassed it was just the long knot because I have just left the long knot hanging because I thought that was quite cool at the back so I'm wearing that over the top um, I made the beads the other day after I finished making a top which I'll talk to you about soon because it was a bit pouchy and I thought it needed something heavy to weigh it down at the front so I hunted around in my my stash oh dear I even have a stash of beads and I found these three beads that I'd been meaning to just throw on something for ages so I quickly looped them onto my leather cord and away I went you know it's really quick making quite funky simple little um, pieces of jewelry you just need to hunt around for the right things to put on and on them I suppose um, I thought I might try and make some ceramic beads with my newfound pottery that I'm doing um, we'll see how I get on so that's what I'm wearing I'll put a photo up for you so you can see it as well but I thought that would be a nice way of touching base with you and let you know what I'm wearing so I thought I'd tell you what was on my needles today um, I'm starting a new shawl which is really exciting and I can't show you yet but it won't be too long and you'll get to see it. I have, I've actually got two shawls on the needles. One I showed you the other day is this absolutely glorious, I showed you on Instagram and Facebook. It's an absolutely glorious golden straw coloured yellow uh, from Skein Queen. It's it's a nameless colourway. Someone asked me the colourway and the ball band is actually empty so I've contacted Debbie um, from Skein Queen and asked her what we could call this colourway because I'm actually turning it into a shawl. It's a DK, it's a rustic wool. It's a nice unprocessed wool. It's a DK, I've got 200 grams and I've got this fabulous idea for something quite textural. So I'm having a go to see how it goes. So that's on my needles um, as well. What else is on my needles? Something has just come off my needles and that's my new shawl and it's called Pahika shawl. Now I put a picture of it on Instagram and Facebook a couple of weeks ago maybe a week ago and I showed it to you all blocked out because I was having a real trouble naming this shawl and I wasn't quite sure what to name it and it it um it it commanded quite a lot of response from you it certainly did you all had lots to say on it when you lay it out this particular shawl it's a DK another DK weight uh, 200 gram pure alpaca shawl from a local company called Gumtree gully alpacas it's the most beautiful yarn it really is um, it's just lightly spun it's a two-ply it's heavenly soft um, and it's in a beautiful stony gray color it's a natural fiber apparently it's a blend of a black and a cream to make this beautiful stony gray I think they call it light gray so I've finished the shawl and blocked it out and it looks a bit like a bat because it's a it, it does block into a crescent but the way I've knitted it is it, it's a triangular shaped shawl. It does have a peak at the back, but I've expanded it on the wings to include two more triangular peaks that come down. So there's smaller peaks at the side. So when you wear it, it falls over your front quite well with these little triangular bits that fall down your shoulders. I love it. I really love it. It's really cool. It's quite funky. Um, it's got a lot of garter in it and a lot of stockinette. I'm just, I just thought with such a simple beautiful yarn I wanted to play around with some really simple beautiful stitches so I have just those two stitches stockinette and garter and what I've done is 
I've got these wedges where where the, it makes triangles in the shawl. Uh, there, I have big garter wedges, and the rest of it are stockinette strips. So I think it flows quite well together. At the bottom, where I have my three peaks, I've introduced a border, which is sort of a striped border of the two. And the bit I love the very very most is the very border bind off, um, and it's a rolled edge. So I, um, I've just bound it off and just stockinette and so it rolls back on itself slightly and it's just a really cool finish. I really like the finish. It makes it into something a little bit more modern. So it, it really captures, I think, that rustic nature of the yarn but then lifts it into something a little bit more modern. So at the moment, um, it's just being edited. I'm in the middle of doing the edits with my tech editor. And I have some testers ready to go who are going to test it for me. And I'm hoping that that will be out at the end of uh, end of November. Uh, yeah, end of November, probably about the last week of November. I'm hoping that will be available for, um, for you to buy. You had lots of things to say about the name, which was fantastic. I had lots of Gothams and Batmans and Batgirls. And a few of you saw castles and foxes. Mr. Myrtle saw a fox. And I wasn't quite sure. I did think it was quite foxy, actually. <laughs> Initially, I thought, uh, when I thought about it, you, so many of you said bats, I was thinking about calling it a bat reference. And I wanted to have something a little bit New Zealand, because, after all, that's where I'm from. But the New Zealand name for bat, the little native bat that we have, is Pekapeka. And although it's a very cute name, my friend Kelly's um, yeah, uh, pattern design business is Pekka Pekka Design Studio. Some of you may have heard of her and I thought, oh, I can't use her name. That's her name. So I left that one and instead I looked at foxes. So I've gone with Pohika and Pohika is a New Zealand fox. It's actually not a New Zealand fox. There are no foxes in New Zealand, but it's the Maori word for fox. Um, if you were going to give foxes a, a Māori name, that's what you would call them. So that's what it's called. Yeah, so sit tight and I will show you some pictures of that when it's come. We did the photo shoot last weekend, so we're all ready to roll. Uh, we just need it tested and then it will be out. So that's what's been on my needles. A few shawls. Now I have had a few requests from you to say when is my sweater pattern, the gingerbread sweater pattern, going to be ready. And I am sorry, it is coming. It's taking me a while to actually write up the pattern. This is my first sweater pattern to write up and I have been quite nervous about doing it. I don't know why. I think I've just talked myself into this deep state of panic about it. I just want it to be right. I want you to be able to follow it clearly. I want you to get great results and all of that has, um, has made me nervous, which is silly really, isn't it? I should just get on with it. And do it and it is nearly done it's mostly done in fact I had a meeting with my editor I found a tech editor in um, Auckland where I live which is great so I actually had a cup of coffee with her the other day and she she tried to reassure me that I was going fine it was all going well and let's just keep on going so that was great and hopefully I will just keep on going so that's my plan for the next week or two is to wrap that up and then uh, it will go out to testing soon I'm not sure if I'm going to meet my personal deadline of Christmas to get the jersey to you or the pattern to you but I'll do my best if I've got some really speedy test knitters maybe maybe we will so if you're interested in test knitting my gingerbread sweater give me a yell I probably would like some testers for a range of sizes so you could just drop me a line at you could either pm me on Ravelry where I'm Trudy Myrtle or you could send me an email to trudymyrtle at gmail.com and tell me uh, if you're interested in knitting sweaters 
It's a bottom-up sweater with set-in sleeves that will need to be seamed, but it's not much seaming, and it really has a nice effect to give you some nice shape in the garment. So drop me a line if you're keen on helping me out. That would be great, and hopefully it'll inspire me to just get this done. Yeah, I think that's all my knitting. So I've done some sewing too. Part of my little break to have a little creative holiday has been doing some more sewing because I love sewing and I forget how much I love sewing until I sit down in front of my sewing machine and then I think, oh, that's right. I'm totally relaxed in front of my sewing machine. I breathe slowly. I really enjoy it. It helps me calm down and relax a bit. So I've been doing a bit of sewing. Plus, I needed some new tops for the summer because here we are in this sort of, you know, intermediary weather and my top, I had lots of singlet tops that I made last year because it was so jolly hot. And I need some more sleeved tops to wear until it actually does warm up a bit. So I had a, the Scout pattern from Grainline Studios for a while sitting around and I decided to try that out. I have got a few more pieces of fabric I want to make it up in, but I thought I'd make a wearable muslin and some fabric that I inherited from my mother, which is about 30 years old. So it's quite a cool fabric. It's a sort of a mid-brown, sort of a rusty brown, actually, with a cream stripe through it, and it's a um, vertical stripe. So I made that up and tried to match my stripes carefully in the Grainline Studios pattern. Now, like... The, it's, it's unlike the um, tiny pocket tank pattern that Jen has got from the same place. I haven't had to alter it too much. I found that it, it is fairly baggy, but I just made my bus size and it's actually fine. I haven't taken it in. I, I did it the same length as she suggested. I probably could give myself a fraction more room in my sleeves. It's not tight, but it, it's not not too loose around my sleeve cap. So I think next time I'll experiment with just a tiny bit more room in my sleeve. But it's a really it's really good. It's quite a good fit just sort of off the off the pattern. So I'm not going to adjust it too much to make it again, although I have got some really light cotton that I want to make it in and I think maybe I'll make it a touch longer for that. Just a little bit longer with a deep hem and I'll see how that looks for the lighter cotton because it might just it might sit a bit high in a lighter cotton and the slightly heavier it's almost like a um a quilting fabric the cotton I used for my wearable muslin so that sort of doesn't matter too much if it sits out a wee bit and with my new chunky necklace which is what I made it for yeah, it goes really well actually. It looks quite good. So I will make a few more of those. I can recommend it. It's a great pattern if you're new to sewing because it's only got a few pieces. The instructions are good. She gives you some good tips in the pattern on how to put it together. And I liked it. I, th I think it's a really versatile top. And if you look on Google and search it up and look at the images, you can actually see a bunch of ways that people have made it, a variety of different fabrics. So it's worth scrolling through to get some inspiration. I suspect if you head over to the new website, The Fold Line, which is touted to be the new Ravelry for sewers, you'll probably see a whole bunch of, of finished scout tees there as well so go and have a peek around and see you should sign up i'm there i'm truly myrtle if you got my newsletter this week you would have seen me mention the fold line so go and find me truly myrtle on the fold line now actually speaking of my newsletter i did have to say a lot of you are telling me that you're not getting it and i think what's happening is for quite a few people it's going into your junk folder which is a bit of a shame 
I try and give you something really fun to read. This month I've got a fabulous interview with a local brand, Outlaw Yarn, and I've got some really great tips from some of my readers as well as some fun links. So go and have a hunt in your in your junk folder if you haven't got it. In order that you get it again, you can either add me to your address book or just drag and drop the email into your inbox and hopefully in the future it won't put it in your junk folder if you can't find it in your junk folder or your trash or somewhere hidden in your inbox do drop me a line and I can subscribe you up manually and send you last month's copy so if you're having trouble finding it I am putting all the copies of the past episodes on my website so you can go and have a look there too and see any other issues if you've missed out that was just a little aside right so The other thing I was sewing was some jeans. I've been doing some mending. So I had two giant holes in my jeans. In fact, all of my jeans now have holes. I have got plans to make myself a pair of jeans and I will do that soon. But in the meantime, I've got some jeans that fit quite well and I don't want to go and buy some more. So I thought I would have a bash at mending. So I've been noticing for a while now that quite a few people have been trying something called sashiko. And sashiko is, I think, originally Japanese quilting, which has been adapted for mending. And a lot of people are using it on denim and it looks fantastic. So I have put some pictures on Ravelry, lots of, uh, not Ravelry, sorry. I've put pictures on Instagram, lots of pictures actually, because I showed you my process. It's like a mini tutorial on what I did. I didn't read any tutorials. I just looked at some pictures and thought, hey, I'm going to give this a bash. And I got started. So what I did was I ironed my hole for my jeans and I put a patch behind it with some of that double-sided sticky stuff you can get that um, sticks one piece of fabric to another, bond, heat bond or bond a web or something it's called. And I stuck a patch of wool herringbone actually, just fine wool herringbone to the back of my hole. And then I stitched with lots of really little stitches around the hole. And then I did this running stitch on either side of the hole to cover the whole patch which you can't see from the outside but you can on the inside and it covers the whole patch just to reinforce my knee so I've done one knee I've put the patch on the other knee and I haven't actually sewed it up yet but I have done my pottery jeans too my jeans that I wear to pottery had a giant hole in the knee and I thought I'd I, I have mended that one as well it actually was a bit of a pain I know holes in jeans can be quite trendy but you know I'm a 40 year old woman I don't need trendy particularly but also when I sit at the dinner table and I have holes in my knees our dog licks my knees and it's just gross it's awful I don't want to feel the dog licking my knees I don't know why he does it so I was quite inspired by cold knees and dog licking to actually patch my jeans so I've started I'm doing it it's a good little thing to pick up and put down I'm using linen thread. I have a whole bunch of linen thread here, just cream um, to stitch mine. But I think you could do it in any sort of heavy duty thread or even a doubled over of a normal thread might be okay, I suppose, if you really pushed. You can get those special threads, which I always have trouble. I don't think they're meant to go through your machine at the at the fabric stores, which are for some sort of embroidery. So they're probably the best. They're quite a heavy duty thread. But I've been using cream linen thread and I like that. That's fine. So mending, yeah, mending my jeans. One last thing I've been sewing is a little top, another top. You remember a while ago I made a Maya dress, 
from Marilla Walker. You can get her May address on her Etsy shop. And I have loved the May address I made. The original one I turned into a tunic. And I just love it. It's a sort of an inky blue linen. So this time I thought I'd try it in a striped fabric that I had. It's a cotton. I have a huge amount of this fabric. So you'll probably see it again and again and again. Many years ago, I was able to buy a whole roll of this fabric. And I was, I don't know what came over me, but I bought it. And it's sort of a rusty red with a really khaki avocado green and an olive green. And uh, hmm, I'd say it's a pinky caramel, creamy color. Stripe. It looks a little like ticking, old-fashioned ticking. It looks really washed out. And it's a fine woven linen, uh, linen, cotton, sorry. I love it. So I thought I would use some of that to make myself another May dress. I thought I'd make another May tunic, but actually once I had it made up, I tried it on and I was just about to hem it and I tried it on and it was way too long. It just looked silly. All those stripes, so long. So it just wanted to be a top. So I whacked it off around my middle and I've turned it into a top. Now I had one little tip to tell you about that top because as part of the instructions, you are instructed to fold over a curved edge. So it has facing on the arms and the armholes. And when you sew them on, you have already hemmed the edge of the facing by folding it up. Now it's really hard to fold and hem a facing when it's curved because it all wants to fold in on itself. And a while ago I saw a tip and I think it was on the blog craft sessions, but I'm not sure. Anyway, I've, I figured it out, this, this idea where you actually sew a seam where you want the fold to be. So this can work when you're hemming a skirt too, hemming something with a curve in it. So the bottom of a shirt or a skirt, or in this case, the um, arm hole facings or the neck facing of the top. So I seamed it with a little seam where I wanted the fold to be, and then I ironed it up. And it and it actually curves beautifully just where you've seamed it. It works really well. So I did that this time. I sort of discovered it halfway through making my last one. So some of my facings on my other one are sort of muddled. You know, I fold them best I could. But this one, I've actually done it all properly. And it, the result is great. You get a nice curve. It's easy to do. It takes you a fraction of the time to do it. So seam along where you exactly want it to fold. And then just fold it up and iron it with your with your iron. Some of the pieces will require just a little bit of folding underneath to lie flat. But on the whole, it will actually lie a lot flatter. It's really good. So that was my May dress top that I've made. That's a great pattern. I like it. It's a really funky little thing. I make mine two sizes smaller than suggested, like for my bust size, because it's a really full um, fitting top and dress. It's, it's great, it hangs well on the shoulders, but it flares out hugely. And so I just make mine a smaller size. So it's not quite so baggy because I'm only short and I, I get a bit swallowed up in, in big baggy clothes. I need to wear something with a little bit more shape or cut off or something like that just to, just to make them work better. So that's all my making, I think. I've done quite a bit actually. I've been quite busy with my making and now I'm sort of feeling the need to get back into doing some more designs and really getting some stuff out to you. I have so many plans. It's just hard to know what to do first, isn't it? I find it's really hard. I want to do all the things all the time. So I've already said that next year is going to be my year of the sweater and I really do want to get a grasp 
and a really just to get some real confidence in designing sweater patterns. I've got lots of plans on how I might do that. And I'm really interested in gathering some information about body sizes. So I've I'm going to work away at some ideas on how I might do that too because I want to get a better understanding of how the body changes as it gets bigger and how my designs can adapt to that. I find that completely fascinating. So I'm hoping to do a bit more sewing to help me with that actually and take some more classes. So I will report back next year with all my learning and hopefully I'll be able to help you too, figuring out what sizes you need to make and how you can make adjustments and things like that. That's my plan. I will also be doing shawls because I cannot resist a shawl. I'll be doing shawls throughout all of this and hats because, you know, a lot of you I know don't wear hats, but I do wear hats and I love hats and I thoroughly encourage you to try hats because they keep your head warm and when your head's warm, you know people, we're all warm. And they can just totally change a whole outfit, a hat. You can wear a cozy hat or a really cute little hat or a pretty hat or an elegant hat. I really like them. I love the way, I love what hats can do to your outfit. So I will keep making hats as well. One last thing I'm going to talk to you about is my, how I've been going with my challenge of doing some tidying. Quite a few of you have asked me to report back about my Marie Kondo experience. So in my last podcast, I told you how I had got the book out of the library and it came very uh, timely. It was very timely that the book arrived in the library. I'd been waiting for it for a while because I was just feeling the need for a big declutter in order I could kind of move forward with some of my plans. And also spring was here and it all felt like the right time. So I got started, only I still haven't finished the book. I've almost finished the book. I've just been picking it up and putting it down. I started by cleaning up all the things, getting ready to start doing the proper cleaning. And in fact, I have started, kind of started the proper cleaning because the other day I went through my clothes and I don't actually have a huge amount of clothes. I do need a few more clothes. I think I had years and years and years of my weight fluctuating with babies. You know, I was pregnant and breastfeeding for oh, about 13 years and um, and, you know, I wasn't that inspired to make myself lots of things through those years because I was sort of up and down with my weight. So the last couple of years, I haven't been pregnant and I haven't been breastfeeding. My kids have all weaned. And so I've been able to wear a few more dresses and I've slowly started to expand my wardrobe again and I've been making myself more clothes. So I have got a few things, but I haven't got an awful lot. So I went through my wardrobe. I did get rid of a few things and I have kept things that I truly love. I haven't, I ha there are a couple of things I'm still a bit iffy about, but I'm a little bit nervous about getting rid of them in case I have nothing left to wear. And some of those were summer things. So I'm sort of uncertain about what I might wear this summer. So I, um, I've kept those. Anyway, I'm doing quite well. I've done my clothes, I've started the books, and I'm sort of starting on the rest of the house. Now I can just see a car has pulled up outside my house. So I need to go because my doorbell's about to go. But I'm sort of wrapping up anyway. So it was lovely to talk to you. Drop me a line anytime. I love hearing from you. I love seeing all the pictures of my patterns that you're making. So link me in on those if you're posting them on uh, social media. And I will talk to you again soon. I'll be back next Friday. Not next Friday, the Friday after with another recording. Unless I get really keen and I decide I can do this every Friday. But at the moment, it'll be next Friday. I'll talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Is it a scarf or is it half of a sweater? From what I've 
Johnny 